Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Just when I thought I could like college football polls, this week's standings came out. Helmets off is on. All right, welcome to another episode of this wonderful podcast called Helmets Off. I'm Scott Mitchell, your host. Man, we've been doing this for a while, and it is so much fun, and I appreciate that you tune in. I really do. Uh, I love to do this, love to talk about all kinds of things uh, behind people's heads. Take that mask off, figure out what makes people tick and who they are. A lot of times you're absolutely surprised. Sometimes you find people don't have anything on underneath. Uh, that's usually not the case. There's Everyone, usually, everyone has a story, and it's usually interesting. Um, here's something, though, that I, I just makes me scratch my head. At, at these college polls. And and I know why it's done the way it's done. I do. I'm not naive. This isn't about who's best. It's about money. It's all about money. College football is all about money. In fact, I don't even understand why there's any brouhaha about why players aren't being paid in college because everything is about money, including the polls. Let me explain. Because I'm watching this. I have a part-time job. And that job is to go every Saturday and watch the University of Utah play football in the Pac-12 conference. And I get to talk about it on the radio. I'm the color analyst for all of the Utah football games. And it's a wonderful job. And I have a wonderful partner, in, and we just have a great time. And, I, and quite frankly, I think we do a mighty fine job of, of covering Utah football. But I, I watch... All of these teams in the Pac-12, I watch, I watch college football. I pay attention to it. And, I, and I, I will tell you what I really believe. Every conference has two, maybe three good teams in it. And the rest are okay, and some, some of the teams are terrible. And I think that's how it is in any Power 5 conference, including the SEC, including the, the Big Ten, including the, the Big 12, the ACC, in fact, I think the ACC is probably the worst conference in the country as far as Power 5 conferences go. Clemson is beating teams in their conference who aren't really very good. And and not only are they beating them, but they're struggling to beat them. And 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 we've we've coronated Clemson as this just and, – and don't get me wrong, they have great players. I, I think all of these schools have great players. But I just don't think all of these schools are so amazingly good that their players are better than, like, say, the Pac-12, because the Pac-12 kind of gets a bad rap. And the, pa- the Pac-12 is, is no different. 
There's two good teams in the Pac-12, Utah and Oregon. The rest, I don't want to say the rest, but then there's a second tier of okay teams. And you might find a USC as one of those teams, or maybe a Washington State, or maybe, I wouldn't even say Stanford this year. And then you have really bad teams like UCLA, but they find a way to kind of win a couple of games. But most of the teams are just average. And on any given Saturday, they can beat each other. And I believe that's the way it is across the board in all of college football. So when you see uh, Kansas State beat Oklahoma, you shouldn't be surprised. Uh, I mean, I think the Big 12 is also kind of overrated. No one plays defense. Nobody plays defense in the Big 12. And so how can you be a national champion if you can't play on both sides of the ball? And and so when a Georgia loses and you go, what the heck happened there? You, you can't be surprised by it. But here's what I can't, I can't fathom this. How can you have five teams from one conference in the top ten in the country? It just, it just, it, I, I don't, I don't understand. And and really, you look at, I mean, you look at where college football is in the top ten right now. You have Ohio State and Penn State, and you you did have Wisconsin, and they're all going to play each other, and they're going to cannibalize. I mean, Penn State, Ohio State are going to play each other in the regular season, and then and then and so one of those teams is gone. And you're going to have the same. You're going to have the same thing in the SEC. And and I just don't understand how there's this. Conglo- what am I saying? I do understand. I do understand why it's that way. And I'll give you the example in the Pac-12. And I know I'm the Utah color analyst. Utah's the best team in the Pac-12. They they hands down have the best defense and and offensively they're playing better than anybody. Tyler Huntley should be talked about as a Heisman Trophy candidate. Zach Moss is one of the best running backs in the country. It's it's a shame that on their game, which started at almost midnight on the East Coast, was not viewed by people on the East Coast because it was impressive. It was impressive against a good team. Cal's defense, probably one of the top defenses in the conference. Offense, not so much. But guess what? Their offense, they they got 83 yards of total offense. And this defense dominated them because they're really good. And so here you have Oregon and Utah. And all we've heard about is Oregon, Oregon, Oregon. And you don't hear about Utah. Oregon could potentially be a playoff, uh, uh, a college football playoff uh, opponent, contender, even with one loss. And you're like, what about Utah? And here's why you don't hear about them. Here's why you have all these teams from the SEC and you have the Big Ten. It's all about money. And what is what does Oregon have? Why why are they the sexy pick? Because they have a quarterback who has national cachet. He's considered one of the top prospects in the country for the NFL draft next year. And then on top of it, you have Phil Knight and Nike tied to Oregon, and they've done this amazing job of building up and promoting Oregon. And Oregon's played for a national championship. They they've been in the college football playoffs before. Utah's never been there. And so I'm telling you, Utah is a better team than Oregon, and Oregon is ahead of them in the polls. And it's as simple as it's because there's more money tied to and the potential of 
having Oregon because you can talk about this, you know, probably top 10 pick in the draft next year. And that's how they, that's how they, it's called promotion. It's called advertising. And you're sitting here telling me that these players have no value and should not be paid. And decisions about who gets on TV, who gets in the playoffs, who gets promoted is based on not just schools, but players. And I guarantee you it happens. So college football is the biggest money-making, decision-making thing drives all of college football is money. All right, Helmets Off is now off. We are powered by kslsports.com. Find us on Facebook at the Helmets Off Podcast, Twitter at the Helmets Off Show. And, of course, until then, we'll catch you soon.